this time on Kawhi Fi Radio, Aaron's hair is in the spotlight again. And then she puts it on, she gets stuck, she takes it off, she's bald. <laughs> Why are you all looking at me? We consider alternate settings for Fruits Basket. Set it in Manor or something. It could be a gated community in yeah. LA. Yeah. <laughs> They're all celebrities. Or like a Downton <laughs> Abbey kind of big place in England. Yeah. And we dive into the world of live action adaptations. Full Metal Panic was originally getting a Western adaptation with Zac Efron as the main character. And honestly, he's a massive fan of the manga. Honestly, oh. that wouldn't have been bad. It's over 9,000! Nani? Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Kawaii Fi. Kawaii Fi. Kawaii Fi Radio. Kawaii Fi Radio. Uh, Konnichiwa, and welcome. You're tuned in to Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast we dive in the world of anime and manga. I'm Kyle, and joining me are my co hosts, Aaron Kenny, and today's special guest. Kira Lee from Animaniacs Cosplay. Welcome! Hello! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Thank now, you for having me. Yeah. Um, now, if those of you who are not from Perth or Australia, you might not have heard of Animaniacs Cosplay. So, Kira Lee, tell us a little bit about yourself and your partner. You're a cosplaying duo and you're pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I am one half of Animaniacs Cosplay and the other half is Scott. Um, and together you know we make costumes um i'm more of the sewing side and he's more of the sort of uh leather and armor side and we who, who handles the hot glue i do you do yeah so you're, you're the one to trust with uh heavy artillery basically oh trust is a strong yeah. word <laughs> yeah i have many a bands but oh, i think no. <laughs> a lot of people have uh in cosplay mm. um but yeah in 2018 we won the national championships mm. and we did that with the uh monster hunter costume yeah. um so you should go and check that out yeah. on the, our page on yeah, we'll, Animaniacs. We'll be putting a, yeah, we're putting Animaniacs across our social media. So do go check them out and give them a like. They've got some great content. And some of the stuff you've made is amazing. Thank you very much. I mean, yeah. Monster Hunter is very, very famous for just having gigantic weapons to slay di- gigantic beasts. Did you have to make a gigantic weapon for that, or? Um, so we <laughs> we have to do like a sketch uh, for the competition. So we oh, yeah. didn't because. We had to bring it to Melbourne. We didn't oh. want to, yeah, make a big sort of sword or anything like that. So we kind of just made a swordfish <laughs> and made the sketch <laughs> around the swordfish. Yes. Yeah. Because okay. the cat lost the sword in a gambling debt, you see. So, oh. yeah, all he had was a swordfish. All he had was a swordfish. Uh, Aaron, you're playing Monster uh, Hunter at the moment as oh, well. Oh, man, am I playing it. How are you finding it? Um, this is the new one, Rise. Yeah, yeah, Monster Hunter Rise. Wow, it's it's very Monster Hunter. Yeah, but that what being, does that mean? <laughs> okay, you go I mean, in, probably you fight big monsters to... with big swords, just like Kenny said, <laughs> and then you take their bits and you make new stuff out of it, and <laughs> you have to keep grinding the same fights over and over and over. Oh, it's a bit grindy. Very grindy. Okay. So if you don't like the grind, don't play it. But if you're looking for a just a time sponge. 100% just drop into it. That's fair enough. Okay. Well, let, let's talk about what we're doing this episode. So this episode, we are talking about live action anime, but not existing ones. Uh, specifically, we're talking about shows that could be made into a live action that haven't already. Yeah, each of us are going to put an idea forward and the rest of us have to argue about it and tell us why it's a terrible, terrible idea and that we <laughs> or, should be ashamed. Or, or a good idea. Well, no, we, can good say, idea. we can yeah. say... We, some of us are pitching good ideas... 
some of us are pitching ones that definitely shouldn't be made, um, myself included in that. And hey, if oh. you are new to the show, consider hitting the subscribe button, join the Quifi community. You can find us across YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and we'd love to be in your pocket on your day off. Um, we are also on Discord now as well, and we've got a Patreon, and like, is there anything else I can plug? Jeez. Like, uh, you can uh, buy us coffee. Yeah, you can yeah. buy us coffee. Um, <laughs> you can, you buy can me play Minecraft noodles. with us. Yes, um, if you join the Discord, we do have gaming servers as well that we're doing stuff on. So yeah, we'd love to see you around. Um, but there is still plenty to talk about this episode. First, we need to talk about this. I have no idea how old I am or where I came from. Daddy, oh, hi up. Hey guys, I gotta go. I just, I have to know. Onichan, naniwomiru. What we're watching. Alrighty, it's a new anime season. We've all been watching different stuff. And we're going to start with Aaron because you've been watching something that hasn't been airing and that might require counselling by the sounds of it. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, I've i been curious about like chaos culture in anime and stuff. And I really I uh, found this one. like Chaos culture? Chaos culture. So like crazy things happening for absolutely no reason just because they can. Okay, just like the so most unbelievable things just constantly. We've seen a few things well, like I, that. I was going to say one of the things we are talking about this episode recommended by Kira yeah. Lee um, as a bit of a Falls in that category. So what's been your like introduction to this deep dive? Bo-bo-bo. I think the microphone just broke. Bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo-bo. So six bows? Uh, it's bow, 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 yeah. So, yeah, okay. Um, yes, dear listeners, that is exactly as it sounds. It's the letters B-O repeated seven times. It's um, not B-E-A-U. I had a guy in high school named that. Bo? Oh. Yeah, Bo. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. Can was... you imagine how long the title would be if it was that? <laughs> yeah. the is it wrong to Boba Bo in this dungeon fate grand order of the Boba Bo? Is it Boba Bo <laughs> to this Boba Bo? So I'm reincarnated as a Boba right. Bo. So please enlighten us. What on earth is Boba Bo 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 Bo? You know what? You probably know more than me on this. I watched all 76 episodes and it's just. 76? 76. Wow, okay. Um, I mean, I know a little bit about it, but I know enough to know that if you watch more than five episodes in a row, your brain starts to itch. Try 20 episodes a night. Oh, when you're wow. on shift. Yeah. Are you okay? Um, yes. Right. Um, I've got a little man living in my afro now. <laughs> you don't have an afro. <laughs> Is it invisible? Where's the little man? <laughs> it's in your beard. Oh, okay. Um, now, if my understanding is right, Bobo Bobo is one of those series from, I think, the mid 2000s yeah and it, it's where the random xd raw kind of like yeah everyone llama song sort of thing yeah so it, yeah. it, it, it oh, embraces man. that strangeness where it's just like hey this episode has no reflection on anything that's happening on it um what, what was else no there is that? a long overlining story oh. arc that they go through which is okay. the hair hunt trooper trying to make everyone bold and bobo Bo is the last survivor of the hair kingdom what okay so there is a story it's there, not there is a story it's not complete chaos but okay. along that story, there is just chaos. Like, there's fusion by eating one of the characters, and then they turn into oh, God knows. Sorry, fusion by eating another character. Yeah, he turns into, like, a little gumdrop. <laughs> oh, that's what that Kira is. Kira Lee, what have you yeah. been watching? <laughs> <laughs> Next show. <laughs> yeah, so Boba Boy, very, very strange. Um, Good segue. Yeah. yeah, so Kira Lee, what have you been watching? Um, so I can't remember the name. Uh, was it one Ooh. from... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's uh, Vivi. 
Vivifluorite Vi- 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 Oh yes, <laughs> I think we talked about this when we were introducing new well, season. Well, we we met, we did discuss it before we went on air. But yeah, um, what what do you think of it? Yeah, so uh, it's pretty much just like Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair. Yep. Are um, you John Connor? <laughs> I mean, it's it's not really rated for the kids. Yeah. Uh, the first sort of scene is quite hectic, uh, mm. kind of funny. You know, uh, quite a few characters get killed and. Well, I think in a funny way. Um, I'm intrigued, but also a little disturbed. This this is probably going to teach me something about you now. Yeah, yeah I have a bit of a sixth sense of humour. Okay. Yeah, well, to, to give a bit of um, context, Vivi Fluoride Eyes Song um, is a new series which has started this year. It's to do with AIs and a bit of time travel. A AI from the future comes to an AI in the past and explains how they're going to stop the war between humans and artificial intelligence, basically. It's a T3000. It is is hunting John Connor. Except it's, I think it's hunting other AIs, is that? Yeah, it's an AI hunting AIs. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. We thought it was going to be a musical based on like the. It kind of it like there's music in there. It's like mm. the like the first scene where everyone's dying. It's like the happy music. Oh, you know, oh, like yeah. happiest music. I see why you found it. <laughs> funny. Yeah, yeah. Just to clarify, when I said musical, I don't mean like you know the hills are alive. I mean more like um, idol thing. Idol, yeah, yeah, idly yeah. sort of music. Yeah, exactly. Um, and because the the main girl Vivi is is Vivi the main girl? Yes. Okay, yeah, so yeah. she's. Uh, AI designed to sing? Yeah, so she's a diva and she's there. Her mission is just to make people happy with her music. Hmm. Um, and then she's hit by the um, the AI from the future from 100 years. Um, hmm. And so he's joining with her to then stop the AIs from killing humanity. Interesting. What's, yeah. his, uh, what's his stake in that? Why is he trying to help? Because uh, he likes people. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good That's, reason to help. That's yeah. a good reason to help. You see, I, I was kind of a bit concerned when you were like, and then she's hit by, and I'm like, a truck? Well, I'm sure Kenny's also thinking the same thing as me when we hear Vivi. Uh, Final Fantasy Nine. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, um, that's an older reference, kids, but so it checks out. <laughs> it, it checks out. From memory, Vivi Fluoride Eyes is on Crunchyroll or Funimation. I can't. No, I think it's Funimation. Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure it's Funimation. I think it's Crunchyroll. Oh. Mm. Oh. Uh, no, it is on. Both, by the looks oh. of it. Oh, um, okay. Anime Pork Lab have it, Funimation have it, Crunchyroll appear to have it as well. Yeah, it's on um, both. I have no idea where Bobobo is. Um, uh, Bobobo's on Foxtel. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Um, okay, well, let, let's move on from there. I'm going to talk about something that Kiralee has seen, um, and you two gentlemen have not. Uh, it's called Farewell, My Dear Crammer. Now, we're not talking Kramer as in Seinfeld. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> what is the deal um, with anime? <laughs> what is the deal with football? Um, this is a sports sports ball anime. Sports ball. Um, it's about soccer, football, whatever you prefer to call it. Um, the round ball game. And it's about a girls team. Now, this has quite a lot of hype behind it from the actual manga community who read it. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Lydon Films was the right team to run it um, and no. yeah, I think you can kind of back me up on this yeah Karen. definitely there's um, uh, like what seems to be the problems um, it's a bit iffy on the, the main the characters uh, okay so the art style for the character design is very basic 
to the point that the eyes look cold and dead. Ooh. Yeah, no um, soul. There's also this very weird thing they have when the girls are behind a fence where they kind of do like a porthole of them through the fence, but there's then a fade around the outside, so it looks like their head has phased through oh, the fence. Oh, sort of like how certain animators will like draw yeah. the hair in front of the eye but still have the eye visible. Yeah, except that that kind of works depending on the art style of the show. This doesn't work with the art style of the show. Are all Yikes. the girls Mirio and they're just... No, no. They're <laughs> taking <laughs> out the trash? They're, they're not from My Hero Academia. Um, but um, it's just... It doesn't feel right, does it? No, not at all. Same with like the running. Yeah, it's really odd. Like, sometimes the animation's really good. Like, I mean, the outro's animation is... Mwah, yeah. But... It kind of seems like it's hit and miss, especially that first like four minutes of the show is really kind of a bit janky. And once you get past that, it improves a bit. And there are still moments where you're just kind of a bit like, mm, I'm not sure. But it, the story's interesting. Is it like when Ruby started and everyone's like, you just have to get past the animation because the animation is quite a janky. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. It's done by the guy, um, it was written by the guy who wrote Your Lie in April. So it's got the, you know, the, the very defined... Month. Um, <laughs> the the very defined lips, um, the you know sort of unusual styling of eyes and so on, um, but it just I think it's because they've relied on CG quite a lot for this, it hasn't really done well for them, and I think it it could be the downfall for it. Mm. Um, but the story is interesting enough, but if the CG, well, to be honest. The animation's inconsistent. Sometimes they've, they've forgotten to add lips for characters who have lips, very obviously shown there. Um, yeah, I know that sounds really weird. So it's just before they had lips and then the next shot, they just have a line for the mouth, especially the main girl. Um, it's just a little bit off. And some of the soccer interactions are not right. Like as... As you were saying, yeah. Hero, like there's a scene where one of the girls is running and it's literally like almost comedic, like you're like, no. Okay, yeah. but like fair enough for somebody to have those moments where like, oops, yeah. Like either you don't do it up to standard or you kind of forget it. Like I'm sure you've seen that panel of Shoto as a baby where he just <laughs> looks like Stewie from Family Guy. Yeah, <laughs> I have. But the, the thing is, is that they've had quite a long lead up to this and Lydon Films haven't had a massive amount in their plate for the last 12 months like they've had a couple of series here and there um, that kind of really branched out but, but they're no Mapper. Oh. <laughs> look I mean <laughs> if Mapper took this on it would be fantastic but it probably would also be um, a bit shorter I think uh. I think they wouldn't want to be picking up another long running anime considering yeah. their projects the and amount think, they've got on their plate I think the reason they went for Lydon is because they still haven't announced the episode length for this at the time of recording um, they will have by the time this goes out but they haven't announced that episode length, so we don't know if this is going to be an ongoing series like um, we had with um, Haikyuu, where it's, you know, we do one season and another, or if it'll be like Ashida uh, Nosora, the basketball one, um, where they did 52 episodes in a row and then ended it. So mm. it, it'll be interesting to see, because women's football does deserve to be talked about a lot more, and, you know, it can be absolutely amazing to watch. I don't know if anyone saw the uh, Women's uh, FIFA World Cup a couple of years back, it was fantastic. It was, you know, high energy, fast paced, and even for someone who's not super into sports, it was an enjoyable watch. Mm, so, good. yeah, I, I, I can say we'll, we will see if he uh, farewell, my dear Crammer, is any good. Um, and the, the Crammer part is not to do with you know farewelling her cramming lifestyle of cramming for exams or anything like that. It's to do with a German football coach. Um, and I have to thank um, the members on uh, my anime list for finding this out for us. It's to do with a football coach who 
was brought into um, Japan when Japan was hosting the World Cup in, I believe, the 60s um, to bring the Japanese football team up to scratch so that they oh. could actually play. And he ended up causing an upset um, by them actually beating Argentina and proceeding to the group phases, <laughs> uh, out of the group phase into the knockout competition, which, you know, at the time was just like, that's not going to happen. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's um, it's got that sort of pedigree and the knowledge. And even in the first episode, there's references to Diego Maradona and stuff like that. So, so yeah, that's what I was going to ask is that does the title actually have something to do? Like, does that character Kramer appear or? Uh, I believe he's since passed on. So I think it's, um, you know, the I ghost, the ghost, the ghost of Kramer. Well, if, uh, a, girl, ghost. a girl from the uh, Japanese women's team, uh, sorry, a lady from the Japanese women's team who was like their big number one sort of player at the time of when this was written, um, appears as the coach for the team. Okay, um, so she's there, Kramer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and mm. I think it's that she uses some of his techniques and so on. Now, we've, at the time of recording, we've only seen the one episode because we're recording a bit early this week, but it, it could be good. So she's the man. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's exactly that film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And, and it's funny you say that because the main character was previously playing with only the boys' squad because she didn't think the girls' squad was good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to feel about the first speech as well. Yeah. You know, I was kind of put off by Some that. Some of the dialogue's a bit weird, such yeah. as the ball is round, you know? It's like, <laughs> no. Really? Okay. And that but was said as an inspirational line. In jujitsu, you got to remember, Megumi said, if you die, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we can't. But like, that's funny. Yeah, but so <laughs> is the ball is round. Not when it's being used as something to motivate the other girl. It's like it opened the ball her eyes. Like, seriously, round. it was like, like you know, she goes, "The ball is round," and then she's like, <gasps> "No." Yeah, but Megumi was big. She serious. was a flat baller. <sighs> oh no. Okay, uh, jokes on my forte. Uh, man. I've, <laughs> I, like, also, I've I've dwelled on this far too long. Um, Kenny, hello, your en- turn. Enlighten us. How's Nomad? It's art. <laughs> so Frankly, you feel no mad feelings? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there you go. That, oh, that was a good yeah. uh, retaliation shot. Um, <laughs> as far as Nomad being a continuation of uh, Megalobox from mm-hmm. a couple of years ago now, yeah, it does it in such a beautiful style. It's like watching uh, like one of those kind of 1980s like Rocky films again. Mm. Rocky 2? Kind of, yes. <laughs> I mean, he's had success and then something terrible has happened to push him right from like the situation he was in right at the end oh. to something much more lonesome and darker. H- how spoilerific is that event? Is it something you could predict having watched the original series? No. Oh. Because I was going to say, how his ID got discovered? Sorry, what? His ID got discovered. Oh, yeah. Um, Kind of hasn't. Oh, okay. Ooh. So, I mean, only one person has really recognised him, uh, and that's someone he gets into the ring to fight with later on. Uh, so, for the for those who haven't watched Megalo Box, it was I think it was 2018 or 2019. Yeah. Um, it was based off Ashida no Joe, the boxing manga, which goes back fifty uh, odd years, and it was a celebration of the fiftieth anniversary of the manga. Um, and it was like a reimagining of the story of you know the the guy who's come from nothing to be the best in the world. Except that Megalobox and Nomad, consequently, 
are set in a future where there's uh, it's augmented boxing gear. Yeah, rather than using performance enhancing drugs in sport, they use performance enhancing technology. They strap like robotic armatures onto themselves to make themselves hit like a truck. It's great. So, yeah. So lots of isekai happens. Nerd. Nerd. Every boxer gets isekai. Um, is it wrong to be a that boxer? That sounds like a great series idea. Okay. <laughs> isekai boxer. Yeah, that we, kind we of does. We have had uh, isekai wrestler, if you recall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One. Yeah. Kimono it. Jihen or whatever. Uh, Kimono Michi. Kimono Michi. Which Kimono was written Jihen by the guy who did Konosuba. The... Oh, okay. um, and he's got another one um, this season combatants will be dispatched so um, that's that's going to be quite interesting um, not for kids that one unfortunately um, but look we do need to move on from there um, Nomad definitely worth checking out oh it's, um, it's beautiful it's oh, the soundtrack especially is mm. chef's kiss um, but we need to move on and talk about what could make a good live action Wi-Fi Radio And now for our feature presentation. Now featuring. All righty. So today's round table feature discussion. But it's rectangular. It's... What could make a good live action? <laughs> or bad. Or a bad live action adaptation. So not something that currently has a live action adaptation. Um, we're going to rule them out and we'll start, you know, let's look at things that currently don't. Um, and I think it's probably safe to start in, in your ball court, Aaron. Tell us My ball court. what okay. you think um, would make a good live action or a bad live action adaptation and why. Well, if you want a bad one, I've got a one I just came up with, but you won't want to hear it. Hey, Aaron, what live action <laughs> would you like to talk about that is PG-rated and suitable? Uh, Fruits Basket, actually. Oh. Like, I haven't actually sat down and watched Fruits hmm. Basket. I've seen a lot of bits of it, mm. but I haven't sat down and watched it. I, I thought, like, it's a very cool kind of chill, like, it'd make a nice live action if they did the CG for the transformations well. Could be oh. cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, are we talking full Japanese live action, or would you also consider Western? Yeah. Um, I think Japanese would suit it better because isn't it set in like a traditional Japanese house? Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid yeah. question. Yeah, so it would have to be very. Oh no, you could you could, you could like it. set it in manor or something like a fancy mm. like. Ooh. It could be like a gated a, community in yeah. LA. Like <laughs> they're all celebrities. Or like a Downton <laughs> Abbey kind of big place in England. Yeah, like something mm. nice to look Actually, at. Actually, the English setting might work better than the US setting yeah. because you could uh, tie it into Fae folklore that way. Yeah. That could work. If, if you were going to do a oh, Western yeah. adaptation of it. Yeah. Um, that could work really yeah. well. Okay. Now, We've got it, options. We do. Now, hey, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> now you, Because you haven't watched all the Fruits Basket. No, I've barely you, watched any of it, to okay. be honest. Well, for, for those who aren't aware of what Fruits Basket is, uh, Fruits Basket's uh, its final season of the reboot of the show is happening at the moment. Um, it's a series where a girl called Toru, she um, accidentally stumbles across uh, a couple of family members who turn out to be connected with the Zodiac. And when they're embraced by the opposite gender they turn into the animal of said Zodiac. Oh, with the Western one, you could also do the Western Zodiac. Exactly. Oh. So, Hug a guy, he turns into a scorpion. Sting, sting, sting! Can you imagine hugging someone and he turns into a lion? He's <laughs> like, ah! Yeah, but you could just get lost in that big fluffy mane. What if he eats you? What happens if you hug well, Gemini? Well, obviously you're in love. What? Then they split the in two. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, we're two people now. Libra two, just turns into two, a set of scales. Two dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't think this uh, Western Zodiac thing's going to work. It'd be funny, though. Interesting. For um, what episode? Well, I mean, with Gemini, you could probably... Sorry, not Gemini. Aquarius, you could go the mermaid. Hmm. Um, for the bull, you could probably go like a... To- um, a minotaur? A minotaur, yeah. Uh, so Pisces? Pisces is Pair the of fish. fish. No, Pair it's of, just the one fish. It's technically oh. one fish, but they, they duplicate the logo. Because to make it round. Libra, though. Yeah, it just that's... turns into a set of scales. Yeah. <laughs> they, no, they, they transform into a judge. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> They're holding a gavel. I am judging you. <laughs> Ask not where I pulled this gavel from. <laughs> <laughs> no, this gavel actually used to be my leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking with Gemini, like two smaller versions of themselves, one good, one evil. That could well, work, like good and evil devil sort of yeah. thing. Or like a Harry Potter, you know, with the face at the back. Oh. Let's not do that one. Let's not. That was rated <laughs> PG. It's fine. That, that was, yes. <laughs> Did you but. guys see the original models for like uh, Lord Voldemort's head on the back of Krill? No. Like, do we want to? Oh, uh, kind of, if you like horror, because... Yes. Yeah, no, that's a hard pass for me, just terrifying. Yes. <laughs> sure. yeah. you're, you're just like, yes, I will have that. I'll have all of that. All right, well, so... If you were going to pitch this, yes, would, where, who would you pitch it to? Would you pitch it to like one of the big studios in the US? Would you go for like a Netflix or Amazon, or would you go just purely Japanese? If you I'd were go a purely Japanese. Like if it was the first one, and it was my make or break moment as a director, and I was like, okay, I have to pitch this to the right person. Mm. I'd go straight to Japan. That's fair because you'd want to make the first one as authentic as possible. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. like. Definitely take artistic rights on the second one or whatever. Film or series? Oh, series. Yeah, I think you would have to. I was going to say you'd be looking at like. There's too much for a film. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Okay, I like that. Fruits Basket definitely could make a good live action adaptation. It it isn't too insane. I mean, we've seen Boba Boy would make a terrible adaptation. (laughs) It'd make a great adaptation. I don't know what you're talking about. We've seen plenty of Japanese live actions to know that. In the hands of a Japanese studio, it could do quite well. Mm. Like mm. Uh, the um, live-action Death Note one. So you guys saw those yes. ones. The Japanese one. Yeah. Except for the last one. The last one was terrible. Uh, yeah, the, the most well, recent one. The L, L lights up the world? Yeah, something yeah. like that with the Noot Noot mask. I, I haven't watched it, but I know but, of uh, the Noot Noot mask. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that one did get a lot of criticism, but... Honestly, I think it was done very well from like a filmmaking perspective. Filmmaking perspective, yes. Story-wise, after the last yeah. movies, absolutely atrocious. Oh, yeah. And then there was the Netflix one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to From Fruits Basket. Kira Lee, enlighten us. What well... live action would you make if you were going to adapt something? I'm not really sure if this one's okay. Okay. Yeah. Um... Are you willing to fall in love with a pervert as long as she's cute? Uh, uh, how cute is she? <laughs> <laughs> Good question, Kenny. Yeah. Um, I think that, that came out a couple about uh, 12 months ago. Um, Wait, is that the one with Benchkun? That's, no, no, no. That's... Oh, Hensuki, yeah. Is that the one you cosplayed? No. Okay. No, no. I think you have a different one. I, look, we, no. we, will, we will permit Hensuki this episode okay. because it'd be interesting yeah. to hear this. Because we, we kind of avoided talking about this one because at the time, the initial synopsis of it was quite questionable. And since it's been released, the synopsis makes a lot more sense. It's it's a harem okay. rom-com. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, but the way it was kind of phrased in the initial press release suggested it would be something that would be akin to some of the ones we're not talking about from last season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, well, enlighten us. Well, because uh, like, 
I think it would just be really interesting to see because it's set in a school as well mm. um, and nothing really happens. Yeah. Like there's kind of, you know, uh, it doesn't cross the line quite. <laughs> you know, there's maybe a there's, couple of... There's more sort of like double entendre and suggestion. But yes. Playful um, stuff like uh, yes. toying, don't oh. toy with me. Oh, don't toy with me, Nagatoro, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just would be really fun to see, you know, yeah. play out. Now, here's the thing, though. I don't think you could really do it as a Western one because there is such a complete divide between school culture, between what we have in the West and Japanese. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's very it, different. It would just be Japanese, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Man, like, th- this is a show from... <laughs> Sorry, Funimation, this content isn't available in your country. I didn't want that. I just wanted the synopsis. Um, <laughs> turns out this one has got only 12 episodes. It was a novel series originally. Um, and by the looks of it, it came out in 2019. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, just having a quick look on my anime list, it's on 6.58, which is not bad at all. And oh, just for clarification, none of us have actually pitched what our shows are before this episode, so we're all coming in blind on this. <laughs> That's why my uh, first one was so great. <laughs> it was one so terrible. Um, <laughs> but the, it's quite an interesting concept. As far as it goes, many boys, especially in their teenage years, want to have a girlfriend. Keiki Kiryu. Keiki Kiryu? Kiryu? Kiryu. Kakiku. Kakiku. Kiryu. Um, Do you want me to sort the tongue it? Where's the... <laughs> I think they just call oh, yeah. him, like, Cake... Cakey Kiryu. Yeah, okay, so yeah. I was close. Um, yeah, Cake Boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cake <laughs> no, Man. Cake, cake Man is no exception. One eventful afternoon, his days of yearning for a lover seem to come to an end when he receives a love letter from an anonymous sender, along with a pair of white undergarments. Yes, I have censored that. Um, <laughs> to determine the identity of his secret admirer, referred to as Cinderella, he proceeds to investigate several possible candidates, including his senior, <laughs> his upper class, underclassman, and his classmate. However, as Cake Boy seeks to uncover who this mystery girl might be, he comes to know about the certain fetishes hidden inside each candidate's innocent exteriors. Yep. So um, I love it. It's oh. basically diving into, by the sounds of it, the um, the face we show to the public in the face that is our true selves. Hurry Mia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a little bit more gratuitous, I guess. Yes. Would probably be the uh, a bit more heavy on the fan service, I'm guessing. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so the person who left him that in his in his locker he calls Cinderella. So like Cinderella, does he go around like trying to fit it on the, <laughs> the shoe on Cold Ice. Oh, oh, God. Is, it, is it Cinderella but with an S? Uh, Ah. Ah. That that could work. Netflix, do the thing. (laughs) Um, I I think this would be interesting. Um, It definitely could do a live action adaptation because let's be perfectly honest, if they can do... um, Hentai Carmen. Hentai Carmen is so good. Then they can get away with that. And that's the perverted hero. um, I'm guessing this is kind of on a similar vein to that one, right? Yeah. 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 I feel, though, we'll have to change it from high school to college. Yeah. Just for legal reasons. Oh, yeah. For for legal reasons, it would definitely end up being in college, especially if we we couldn't do a Western adaptation in that. Oh, actually, no. I think Netflix would be more than happy to do an LA college style adaptation of it. Oh, they would just but it'd be change. more frat boy, wouldn't it'd, it? It'd be more frat yeah. boy, and it would probably be a case of that it wasn't an undergarment, but um, 
something else. Like maybe it would be like a garter belt or something. Oh, yeah. Something that's, uh, that would be considered less inappropriate. I can already yeah. see the trashy Netflix remake of it. So like a Western. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can. But that, that says a lot. That means it could happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty crazy pick, though. <laughs> it yeah. is. Look, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. And um, like we, we've seen a lot of interesting like harem rom-coms and so on that have popped up in recent years with different subjects. And at, at least they're starting to explore different elements. Which um, is nice. Which is nice. Um, you know, it kind of gets a bit boring seeing the same thing over and over and over. We get it. All of you love the same person and he has to choose. Oh, no. Uh. Um, I mean, I think I can only think of a couple of ones where that's been done to great effect. Uh, oh, what was the name of the one with Bench Kun in it? Oh, um, are you the one who loves me? Are you the only one who loves me? Yeah, um, <laughs> that one was a demented mess, and I love it. That was fantastic, though. <laughs> it was, it was so good. I haven't watched that last episode. The OVA's out. We need to oh, watch it. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm for that. So I believe that the OVA for that's on Funimation. All right, Kenny. Hello. Is yours a good adaptation or a bad adaptation? See, I was pondering some pretty normie choices of like, what would be something that... Normie choices? Yes. From Kenny. (laughs) Just something that could, you know, would be good for everyone to watch that anyone could get into. Oh, like a nice safe choice. Sort of. Something that you can see a a US studio going, yeah. Pretty much. Something that would be like a guaranteed sell. And I went through a few. I think I was looking at uh, Full Metal Panic for a little bit. Oh, well... So, Full Metal Panic was originally getting a Western adaptation with Zac Efron as the main character. And honestly... He's a massive fan of the manga. Honestly, that wouldn't have been bad. His face, everything, he would totally suit the main character. Mm -hmm. So, I was going along those lines, but then I sort of picked one. And uh, the more I started thinking about it, the more I'm like, with the right people, this could be great. Mm. Black Lagoon. Ooh. Yes. Black Lagoon. Now, we, we do have to obviously give the... Parental advisory recommended on Black Lagoon. Um, fantastic series. Yeah. It's um, sort of what would you call it? like a crime heist drama series. Like there's elements of heist, there's elements of uh, sort of crime activity, there's elements of um, I guess you could say militarist militaristic activity. A Japanese mm. businessman joins a group of like pirates. modern day contemporary pirates and smugglers and bandits and like starts to live out the rest of his life on this island of the most like horrifying criminals you've ever seen run by this probably the scariest like criminal matriarch ever yeah and so i'm thinking okay this would be great as like a series who mm. would i get for it and i was thinking what if you got the director of john wick chad seleski um <clears throat> stahelski stelski stels aaron stahelski Stahelski. Stahelski. I, mi- I missed the L, didn't I? Yes. I didn't see it. I really <laughs> I really should know that name. I love the John Wick movies. But if you like do in that kind of a style, Japanese or Western, it could be done so easily. It could. I could see that as a Netflix. Actually, not a Netflix. I could see that as an Amazon original. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Because they'd, they'd put high budget into that, so there'd be a lot of explosions. It'd be very action-orientated. But, the, you know, the cinematography would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And that also means they could do really good work with the CG and with, um, like, gunfights and so on. The casting would have to be on point as well, and yeah. I haven't quite thought as deeply into that. But uh, I have an answer. For who you'd have as the main guy? Oh yeah, John Cho. Oh yeah. Like I, I know he's playing Spike in Cowboy Bebop's upcoming live action. Oh yeah. 
but I love him as an actor, and I think oh, he can wait. pull off because uh, after he was in Star Trek. Wait, wait, no, no. Who was the bloke in uh, One Division recently? Uh, the police officer. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say hero from Heroes. Nah. I think he's a bit too old for it Yeah, now. he's getting long in the tooth. Like, he, he could start doing the stuff that Benedict Wong's doing. Like That'd be cool. Yeah, he, he's, he's pretty good. <laughs> Kira, she's looking at us like, hang on, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, These are names. I'm not really... Yeah, names. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. I really like the anime, though. It's pretty old old now. Oh, yeah, it's but... uh, old, but it still really hang, like stands up. Oh, yeah. All right. You were talking about Randall Park, who plays Detective Jimmy Woo in the <gasps> Ant-Man oh, films. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also in the recent WandaVision. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, definitely. Geez. When you said the policeman, I was like, policeman? I don't remember any policeman in the yeah, town. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> shield <laughs> agent. Kind of forgot his main role. Well, he's, he's not a shield agent. He's with the FBI. Uh-huh. Oh. So, um, well, it's... Yes and no. Like <laughs> it's it's kind of a, a bit questioning as to what his actual role is. Role is be- like what the organization he's with is because obviously they had Shield and now they've got Sword uh, because Shield's been dissolved in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so it's like you know where does he sit? Yeah, uh, but he's uh, in the unnamed government organization known as Men in Black. <laughs> Well, he's in a black suit. Yeah, that's fair. The universes are connected. Sorry. Former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent before being recruited into the FBI. So there you oh. go. Um, we're getting way off topic. <laughs> Welcome to the Marvel podcast. <laughs> Who would you get to play Remy? That is the trick, isn't it? Um, I was You thinking... mean the little rat? No, this isn't Ratatouille. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> a part of me was thinking uh, the main actress of the recent Tomb Raider movie. Because that was oh, yeah. an abysmal mess, and that actress oh, deserves it? so much better. Oh, that's a oh. shame. Sorry, Revy, not Remy. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, and she's so that whoever plays. She her, looks very Lara Croft. She does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, she acts like it too. She's like oh. Lara Croft's evil twin, basically. I, I would say, like, she kind of reminds me of Ghost in the Shell. Uh, Moto Kusanagi, yeah, Moto. But I wouldn't want Scarlett Johansson. No, like screw Scarlett. No. Get See, us Gal Gadot. You need no, Gal- uh, no. no. I don't think Gal would. <laughs> do you a need good job someone more lively and really brash for the role. You need someone who can just shout out every expletive known to man and alien alike. Mm. Lily Allen. Huh. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't, look, no, no offense to Lily Allen. Her music's fantastic. Her acting is quite subpar. You oh, okay. You also I didn't need... even know she did act. She, she's so. been in a few British films and they haven't been particularly great roles. Okay. I don't know if that was more reflective on the people writing the roles for her or her acting, but it just didn't that, fit. That's British the thing with uh, this role is uh, Revy stands Ooh. out as a character who is just, you know, the tough kind of female actor. Like the tough kind of female person. So you need the right kind of person to fit it. And a lot of the times that's where people get very, very passionate about anime when a role is miscast, but you just got to figure, okay, who would you pick? There is do, literally do, no one like this know, in the you world. You know what? If they did that 20, 25 years ago or 20 years ago, you uh-huh. know who they would have put in that role? Uh, I get the feeling you are going to say like, Angelina Jolie. Or? Yes, oh. that, that is yeah, they who would've. they would have cast. Yeah. So we're, we would be looking for the modern equivalent of Angelina Jolie um, when she was doing Tomb Raider, mm. because like, don't don't get me wrong, like not everyone is a big fan of um, Jolie, and that's perfectly understandable. Yeah. Sometimes her acting is fantastic, sometimes it's hit and miss. But I think that's also a lot to do with directors. Yeah, but that was kind of the attitude 
that they'd be looking for an, an actress to do that role. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think we can well and truly say that's that's uh, Black Lagoon would definitely go to Amazon. I could. Yeah. I, I could, could see that on Amazon straight them. away. Um, okay. My live action. Oh, do tell. Mine's one that should not be adapted. And there's a very good reason ooh, for it. Ooh, Full Metal Alchemist. Already done. Yeah, already I know. Done. It shouldn't Awful. have been done. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't find it that bad. Bleach has already been done as well. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't it's awful. probably no surprise that I'm talking about Neon Genesis. But yeah, Neon Genesis should that. not be a live action. I yeah. feel like if they did it right, it wouldn't be too bad. Well... There was a live action in the works back in the early 2000s. I remember seeing a bunch of fan trailers on like early yeah. YouTube. Now we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll come to that in a sec because I want to jump on that. In 2003 at the Cannes Film Festival, Gynax, ADV Films and Weta Workshop, the guys behind Lord of the Rings, Ooh. announced that they'd joined a team to officially make the live action Neon Genesis work. At the time, Weta was getting more interest in the Neon Genesis live action than the Lord of the Rings live action. Oh. More inquiries about collaborating and so on. Imagine how things could have gone. Now, here's the thing. ADV films went under. Um, ADV, uh, if you were watching the original Neon Genesis, they handled the dub for that. Um, what was it? Uh, Bubblegum Crisis, that sort of period. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was about 2006 7 that they kind of went under from memory. Um, and part of them has been spun off into different companies, um, such as um, Sentai Filmworks, who own High Dive, and so okay. on. Yeah. So elements of them have been branched out, but basically the company was scuttled. The rights for the live action is currently unknown where it sits. Um, but the thing is, is that no one was ever approved as an actor in the six years it was allegedly in, in production. <laughs> No one was ever lined up as a director. No script was ever created, even a rough script. No uh, storyboards were ever created. A ton of money was dumped into it during this time and nothing ever amounted to where it. Where did that money go? Yeah, where's the money? It propped up ADV's business before they went into administration. It went into uh, Elon uh, Musk. This <laughs> 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 was all um, employed by Musk. Now, the, the reason I don't think Neon Genesis will work well is because we've seen what happens with Giant Robot and Kaiju films. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I adore Pacific well. Rim. I adore Godzilla and Godzilla vs. Kong and the Kong films. But I am well aware that they are not commercial successes. Is this the third podcast in a row we've talked about Pacific Rim? <laughs> Possibly. Because we had the black <laughs> and then we mentioned it last episode. Yeah. yeah. Pacific Rim, the black being the new animated one on Netflix. Um, I think we mentioned it in the opening last episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. But look. Um, wow. But, uh, well, look. It, it's, it, it's, is a, it is a love letter to Japanese mecha. Yeah. Um, but if you have a look at how that's been handled, it proves from, especially from a Western perspective, we don't know how to handle giant robots in a film setting. We don't know how to handle giant robots. That's why Japan's building one and not us. No, no, we yeah. built one. We built one. So this was about oh, four no. years ago. Um, America built one. Not we. America built one and Japan built one. And then they had a robot fight with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was all staged. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because oh. it turned out the American one couldn't actually move. <laughs> so... That sounds that about kind right. that yeah. actually kind of checks out. America's <laughs> ego is too big. They're like, oh no, nah, can we just give you money and we can pretend we fought? That's pretty much what happened. Um, I can't remember if the uh, uh, Japanese one was in full working order, but I know it was further along in development than the American I one. I think yeah. I remember seeing the uh, Japanese one, and that you could uh, put down a deposit to buy one of those mechas. Yeah, allegedly it was fairly functional, just very simplistic. Yeah. Now, um, one of the things that was swirling around in the early rumours for the Neon Genesis film 
was who was going to play the main characters. I heard Kirsten Dunst at one set. Kirsten Dunst for Oscar. <laughs> never actually approached. Um, and Tobey Maguire as Shinji. Shinji. I heard Elijah Wood. And Elijah Wood. <laughs> and there was a third one as well. I didn't hear now, any for The reason Ray, Elijah Wood came up was because of his connection with Weta Workshop. Because yeah, at the, the time, people yeah. didn't realise how big his role in Lord of the Rings was. Yeah. They thought he was just going to be playing some random thing if he was in it, so maybe he was talking to them about, you know. He was going to play as one of the angels. <laughs> just <laughs> his uh, face. <laughs> um, but that's the other reason. So, look, from a production point of view, the if we were to create a live-action Neon Genesis, it would end up looking cheesy, no matter who's on board with it. Who would you even get like, for Ray? Just... Like, back then or now? Oh. Okay, now you'd want um, who's that girl from Twilight? Oh, Kirsten Stewart. Oh, yes. Stewart. Kirsten Stewart could do Ray. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she could now. Same kind of personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's cloned. <laughs> yeah, basically. No, no. We need, obviously we need Rie Takahashi because clearly she's a Ray clone. You've um, got something about <laughs> Rie Takahashi. I just think she's an incredible voice actor. Uh-huh. Um, and anyway, um, but look. So if you look at. Like from a production standpoint, one to produce it would be super expensive, especially if we're a workshop or involved in it. Um, so you then have to figure out how you are going to create the angels in a believable and visible yeah. setting. Now there have been videos online of people who've created really good CG passion projects of Neon Genesis, but they're only about three to four minutes in length, mm. and you think they've got to do that as a two-hour film, and they. Yeah. Let's be honest, the original Sonic version of Sonic the Hedgehog is what would happen. That's what we would have ended up with. And then the fan outrage, and then we get rehashed Sonic. Yeah, but that's a rare exception. There has been outrage to designs before that haven't resulted in it, and I think a studio that took on Neon Genesis would not listen to fans. No. Okay, but uh, Especially if the creator was in on it. Well, Hideako Anno is completely done with Neon Genesis at yeah, this point, he says. He's, so he's dead and tired he, of it. He's, he's done with it, and he has no intention to connect with it at all. So, yeah, um, so He's moving on to uh, different things, he bigger is, and better is, things, which, which we'll talk about later. In a moment. But um, if, if you think about it, just from a production perspective, it's unfeasible. Mm. Like you, You've got to create something that looks realistic, and most of it will be CG. And while we're used to seeing a lot of CG with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DC Cinematic Universe... I don't think that will extend very well to large-scale monster versus kaiju fights that look believable and don't edge on cheesy like we saw with Pacific Rim. Now, yeah. here's the question. 20 years down the track, do you reckon you'd see something like it with I just improved think, tech or something I don't think like we'd handle it well. I just don't think we could. If anyone was going to do it, it'd have to be Japan. I think if we saw anything in 20 years, it'd definitely be a fan project. Mm. But yeah. I can definitely see a fan doing a full project within 20 years. Oh, yeah. Well, if you've got like, 20 years to make it, sure. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, like, over the next 20 years, I'm pretty sure we will see, like, one of those dedicated fan projects because of mm. how fast technology is evolving and being able to sort of get those sorts mm. and materials. I, I just don't think it would work well. Yeah, like, probably you, not. You think but... about the dialogue, um, you know, an unfamiliar ceiling <laughs> and stuff like that. I don't think it adapts very well. I mean, there, there are reasons why people, like, while I love the original Neon Genesis, I realise there's a lot of deeply flawed scenes in it, like, let's stand in an elevator for a good three minutes before talking. Mass Effect loading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a, it felt like a loading screen. And I realised the reason it was done was because of budget issues, but... Uh, say, Kyle, mm. I got a question for you. Yes. 
did you set this like entire subject for all of us to talk about just so you could just tell people not to make an Evangelion movie? Yes, no. <laughs> no, I did not. If you recall, you suggested this topic. I suggested a bunch of them, but uh, I think you just latched onto this one going, yes, this is my chance to tell people never make Evangelion live action. Well, when Kyle was like, oh yeah, you can make a good or a bad one, I was like, I'm pretty sure Kyle's going to suggest either Neon Genesis or Lupin. I think I wasn't... I, I would love a live action Lupin. I think there has been I a live there action. Is, no, there is a live action Japanese Lupin. And it's yes, really there is. Good. Uh, yeah, there we go. Of course, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. No, that's, that's a watched, valid point. You uh, watched much Lupin? Um, no, I haven't. My, my, my other thought was oh, for a one which would make a good adaptation. Um, oh, jeez, it's gone. I guess I didn't have one. One Piece. <laughs> or? Um, I have another one that I think would make a really good adaptation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Golden Kamui. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Golden Kamui. Kamui. Oh. <laughs> I mean, how do you even say that? Hey? <laughs> your main trick there is that you want to have the exact right locations because yeah. Yeah. everything well, you about You just go that- to Sapporo. Oh, that's fair. And then but base yourself in Sapporo and film all around Hokkaido. <laughs> Grab yourself a beer while you're there. Uh, but it's going Go to be to the like in markets. the dead of winter as well. Like, oh. you need to get the atmosphere just right for something like that. Yeah, oh. but if you did... Oh. Well, I mean, look, Hokkaido still has a lot of untamed wilderness. Hmm. You could definitely do it. You could really do it. I would... You know what? Hands down, I'd say I would watch that. that yeah. I would back that. If someone kickstarted that, I would back it. It would be so good, it I reckon. It would be amazing. I mean, that's... That's like I've like not saying this to sort of like say it's a bad thing, but that is so easy. Like that location is perfect for it. The uh, <laughs> costumes are basically period piece items. It's yeah. it's a half slam dunk. Kenny you could make a, so much money. Grab a book yeah. right now and start writing down the plot and be like, okay, like and then we plane do this. tickets and then like, like I got this. <laughs> like the only hard part I think would be uh, doing that. I can't remember the guy's name, but the character who. Um, Preserves the skins. Uh, yeah, his suits. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, there would probably be a way for them to do it. Um, but I could find a man connecting it with the cultural history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> can yeah. you want to do costume design or live action Golden Kamoi? I guess we're doing That'd be this. So good. <laughs> yeah, get Scott in doing the leather stuff. True. Yeah. Actually, that, well, that's what they could do. They could change it from skins to animal skins. Well, I mean, you can't really use the real stuff, can you? Mm. Well, no. no. I mean, <laughs> there's a legal... Uh... <laughs> We're doing it in international waters. <laughs> no. Um, moving right along. Okay. Well, th- those are our picks. So we do think Fruits Basket, would you be willing to fall in love with a pervert? Black Lagoon and Golden Kamoi would make great live actions. I personally don't think Neon Genesis would. Um, let us know in the comments what you think and uh, jump on our social medias if you're listening on the podcast to share your thoughts with us. I the- think Death Note would be a terrible Western live action and nobody should do that. We d- I no. think Avatar The Last Airbender would be a terrible live action and, and nobody, nobody should, should do, do it. it. I think Dragon Ball. Kawaii Radio. Tonight on Anime Communicate. Great story. Compelling and rich. Nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy. So are you talking about Dragon Ball Evolution there? No, I was not. You're not meant to say its name. Never say its name. So I will bleep that out. <laughs> no, is you mean I'll bleep that out. Stop giving me more work. You have work. to do all the hard work. More bleeps, more bleeps. <laughs> okay, let's talk about uh, anime news, essentially, from this week. It's part of Anime Communique. And I believe JoJo is returning. JoJo. Part yeah. six. 
This, yeah. The ride never ends, does it? No, it's a bizarre adventure. It never ends. Mm. That actually makes sense now. Dude, have you watched any of JoJo? It, I've watched a bit of season one, and then I was just like, I'm not ready to jump on this train just yet. Okay, season one's the hard part. Oh, it, yeah. it basically sets up the plot so that the rest can just fly. Mm. Yeah. So both I've, Aaron, both you and Kira Lee I've are I've seen uh, two seasons, two seasons. Nice. Um, and... I love that this new part's coming out because uh, I love the character Jolene. Jolene's yeah. beautiful. Ooh. So this time Jojo is a lady. Yes. Yep. It's the descent because Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, it's each season or story arc is the next descendant in the line, isn't it? Kind of. There's somewhere it sort of branches off weirdly like Giorno is the son of Dio who was using Jonathan's body. What? <laughs> yeah, look, it's complicated. If you watch JoJo's, it makes total sense. Okay. So, uh, look, it's not as complicated as Fate's Day. No, nowhere near Just as fate, complicated actually. as Fate. Um, <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, and then there's Josuke Higakishita, I think his name is. Um, apparently, in the like certain writing of that name, there's a Joe in there somewhere. Um, so, he's still a JoJo, but he's the illegitimate son of... No, he's the illegitimate son of Jonathan. No, Joseph. Joseph, yeah. So is this <laughs> You're struggling a bit there. So is There's this, many uh, is this the, the manga that's continuing or the anime? The, the, the anime. anime. The, the manga's already, I think, up to the manga's like nine. Yeah, because like it's right. Stone Ocean, Steel Ball Run, and Steel else. Ball Run is totally a knockoff of Cannonball Run. It's a knockoff of um, what was that racing one we liked the other season? Redline? No. no uh, uh, um, with the Ainu. Apare Ranman. Apare yeah, Ranman. Which yeah. is a knockoff of Cannonball Run. Uh, oh, so okay. Cannonball Run is a trilogy of American films from the 80s where it's a race from one side of the country to another. Wacky race, racer stuff. Yes. Uh-huh. So, yeah. um, Except they're all on horses and the main Jojo shoots his fingernails at people. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, um, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean in Florida 2011. Jolene Cujo sits in a jail cell like her father Jotaro once did. Yet this situation is not of her own choice. You don't say. Most people don't opt to be in... She was framed. ...a jail cell. Yeah. Yep, framed for a crime she didn't commit and manipulated into serving a longer sentence. Jolene is ready to resign Yeah, to allegedly there was fate. a guy found murdered with fingernails in him or no, something. No, diff- that's a different Jojo. <laughs> that's another Jojo. Um, uh, her ability is, I think she makes things wet and smooth. <laughs> okay, so like each Jojo incarnation has an ability that is slightly different. Um, starting from season three, they all get stands, yep. uh, which are the punchy ghosts. That's the easiest way to refer to them. Oh, that makes so yep. much more sense. And they have great names as well. Yeah, See, especially I... the uh, dubbed names because they want exactly. to avoid lawsuits. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's JoJo brilliant. does a lot of pop culture references, yes, doesn't it? Yeah. It's all musical yeah, references. Yeah, they're twisted references to old school music. There's ACDC, there's Crazy Diamond, there's uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. There's <laughs> You think of an 80s band and it's there. An 80s band. Like, oh. the f- like, season three was, like, a colour and a tarot card, basically. And then season four started just going ham. Okay. So, different kinds of ham, all right. Yes. No. no. <laughs> Bacon. Prosciutto. <laughs> Western river gum ham. <laughs> Virginian cut. Why? I worked in um, a deli once. Oh, yeah, you did too, actually, <laughs> when we first met. So yeah, so it's Jolene I, I, and... I never really understood the whole thing behind stands because I was like, they're stands because they stand behind people? Well, they're supposed to be the manifestation of one's spirit and willpower. Uh, okay, well, I mean, I, I've got a theme here. 
<laughs> awaken my you have to guy. pose you have to pose <laughs> <laughs> um Jojo is quite bizarre. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, um, cool. I feel like we could do like a whole episode oh, on yeah. Jojo. And, and just I, like to, to be honest, we need to do that and we need to get a Jojo expert in. So Hi. Yeah. You're a Jojo expert? I've watched all of it. <gasps> yes. Yeah, we were talking about this. We were thinking of like getting people in who are sort of like uh, quote unquote law masters of certain Yeah, you wanted me in for fate. Oh, I was, yes. was going to say we do need to line up that fate explainer episode as well. I feel like shouldn't we be using that for the potential project we have lined up where we're using a different app? Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, we will We will see. Then if it's we like more like bite sized pieces and easier to consume. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see. We, we could do both. There's nothing stopping yeah, both. True. You know, as as they love to, as I love to use this button. Both, 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 both is good. good. Mm. Both is good. Yeah, both is good. All right. I swear to God, you two are those characters. We should do that. I'm Miguel and Tulio. He's the dark haired <laughs> one, definitely. I'm definitely the blonde one. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. The blonde um, one with the facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Jojo Part 6 on the way. Um, we don't have an exact release date, but I believe it's meant to be in the coming months, um, as in like in 2021. Yeah. Um, oh, wicked. So we'll, we'll, we'll see when that. Uh, I think it's uh, October, well, October 2021 is the estimated release at this point. Basically, it was at the end of a JoJo premiere event that you had to pay money to watch. Uh, and then all they really gave us was the voice actress for Jolene. Cool. Really? Yeah. That's it. It was little... her going yada yada dawa. <laughs> yada yada. <laughs> well, because uh, JoJo Rose's yada yada does air. Mm-hmm. So hers is dawa, which is sort of like the Naruto date by all, and then Boruto's date by. Something. Dutty by no. Well, his mother's <laughs> was Dutty by Nair. That was really uh, Kushina. Yeah. So it's a family sort of vocal tick. That's. Fr- I'm fairly sure that's not how that works. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on. Yuru Camp film is Yay! on the way now. Um, we've mentioned Yuru Camp many times. Laid back camp is the English translation, or as we just call it, comfy camp. Um, mm, because comfy. it is comfy by the author Afro. The uh, new season That's of its... hairist. No, it's not. As you, a bold man. You migrated your hair to your beard. I can't grow a beard that lush. That's why it's I still have hair. The so uh, most recent <laughs> season of Eurocamp, it, uh, it feels very, very different to um, to the original one. There's less of the uh, like information of how to camp, and it's more just... Here's Japan. Here are some awesome places in Japan you can camp. Check come out the to Japan. 2020 Tourism has been rough. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> well, um, the film is scheduled for a 2022 release. The whole staff and team are returning for it. Um, and we've only got like a couple of sort of, I guess you could call them image board art concepts for it, which are these lovely pictures here. Um, it looks like uh, oh, what lovely. our main character got herself a bicycle. Um, because she still can't get her motorbike license. Um, I have to wonder how they're going to do this for a movie. I mean, movies generally have a three-act structure and conflict and stuff like that that has to be resolved. Oh no, I, I can't can... see anything like that happening. I can totally see something like that. Act Well, firstly, Japan doesn't follow the three-act structure. Oh, yeah, that's But fair. if we were to do three acts, act one, then talking about it and planning the trip. Part two is the road trip to go in there. And part three is them actually um, arriving, settling down, showcasing everything, celebrating, going, we did it, blah, blah, blah. It's really good. It's fun. And then them traveling home as part of the credits. You know yeah. what? For something as low stakes and comfy as this, I reckon I know exactly where they're going camping. Mount Fuji. 
They keep oh, well everything they've done in the manga and in the series so far has been about them going to locations with views of Mount Fuji or other mountains. Okay. So it's so. them sort of building it up and then going. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've mentioned this before, but like one of the most gorgeous things about this show is that it captures photorealistic shots of all these actual real places in Japan, which you can go to and see and. And then, oh, and then the on their YouTube, is so beautiful. And then on the YouTube channel that Eurocamp have, they send out the guy who voices the narrator to all these locations in real life and meets the people they actually are based on. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think we only just introduced you to this, Kiralee. Um, yeah. Yeah, what, like, start of the first episode, uh, you have the main character, Rin. She's getting her nice little camping spot down by the lake. And she talks to the owner of this place who's, like, got this awesome moustache and beard and this, like, big kind of like slouchy bean hat and you just look at it and go oh that's an interesting character design and then you see this video of the actual narrator riding around to this place and going up to the counter to get his permit from a guy with a fantastic moustache and beard and an awesome beanie slouch and just like it's, it's real. the same dude. That's pretty cool that it's, they've done that. Yeah, oh, it's, like I mean, it must love have it. been quite a challenge for them to get the rights for people's actual visual look. I don't know. Like, maybe I don't know if the laws are different over there, but maybe they just had to this ask is, him. Like that hey, might you, be the case. Hey, you yeah. want to be in an anime? I really like Kabuki. Yeah, no worries, man. Wait, mm. did it go straight to anime or was it a manga first? Manga first. So okay. it was a web manga originally. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like it's easier to ask somebody. Hey, you want to be in a manga? Yeah. But then they've got to go, oh, it's now getting anime adaptation. Do now we... I have to go back to all these places and ask them, oh, oh no. no. Here is my, I must go camping. It's too It's too far to I'm do get... in a day. What What shall I do? I shall get this bag of marshmallows and roast them while I ask. Yeah. And my cup <laughs> noodle curry. Definitely. Yes. Oh, we need to go get more cup noodle curry. Dude, I've I got don't... an entire box at mine. Did you want some? We, we need to discuss where you got that so I can also <laughs> buy one. Yeah, um, we can go. We can go. Okay. Um, <laughs> let, Let's move on. Um, Anohana. We've mentioned this on our social media. We couldn't talk about it last episode. Now, Anohana, the flower that bloomed. Tenth anniversary project is in the works. Um, We don't know when the official release of it is coming, but it is now ten years since um, that was actually released on our screens and we all cried a lot and we all felt really bad and couldn't go to work for a week. You um, haven't seen this one as well, have you, Curly? No, I'm... Yeah. No, but you've seen I a lot of stuff lot. we haven't. Yeah. Oh, you cry a lot, so you don't watch a lot of sad stuff like no. Angel Beats and so on. Uh, no, I've watched Angel Beats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one is... um. Yeah, it's uh, it'll move you. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I watched this and now I can't play hide and seek. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah. Um, the television anime was in 2011, follows childhood friends who try to reconnect in high school after drifting apart due to a tragedy five years earlier. The series inspired a manga, 2013 film sequel, and a 2015 live action series uh, special. Sorry, um, The upcoming uh, project for 10th anniversary has them all 10 years older, except for the girl who died. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, you, spoilers. Well, <laughs> I, I assume I assume that was fairly common knowledge. Hmm. Like it, it literally is said in the first episode. But yeah, I've seen uh, <laughs> I've seen comparative art uh, showing them in that poster where they're all ten years older, and the poster before when they're ten years younger. It's just like, oh, yeah. oh, I see. Yeah, it's yeah. It's I kind of don't want to return to it, but at the same time, oh, uh, you, that was a you beautiful want the anime. extra, like you want the okay, this is a little bit more and maybe... Like, I'm going to hurt, but it'll be sweet at the same time. Mm. Now, uh, on, the, on the note of upcoming project changes, there is a 
dub in the works for Dororo, which Ooh. we've mentioned before in passing. Um, Dororo is a fantastic show um, that was based on the, a manga um, by Tezka, who created Astro Boy, pretty much the godfather of animation. Oh, anime, yeah, wow. um, yeah, this existed as an anime way back in the 60s, it's way very, back when it's it was very more... cute, the 60s version. Oh, it's adorable for what it is. And yeah, how did they make uh, like Yakimaru's story cute? They just, I think they made the demons chibi. But, Yummy Mario. Okay, but the fact that... <laughs> I mean, he's a good-looking boy. He's a good-looking boy. He's also missing limbs and skin and, and organs and, and organs. eyes and... Yeah. Uh, have you, <laughs> you seen, seen this one? You're like, no. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we will have to uh, provide you some of these Basically, shows uh, the plot for this one is that there's this uh, Japanese lord. His land is failing. He's about to be invaded. And so he sacrifices his to-be-born child to some demons saying each of them will have a part of him to eat so long as they save his land they take the deal except something happens with the last demon and it fails meaning this uh limbless eyeless skinless is still alive and so they toss it away where it is found and raised by a man who gives it prosthetic limbs and the ability to fight such that this uh Man walks into the world completely blind except for his ability to see demons. And every demon he cuts down, he gets a limb back. Yeah. It's, wow. uh, it's a very good story. <laughs> it sounds like, like messed up Alita Battle Angel. It's like, yeah. It's hugely oh, like a uh, brutal. Yeah, no, no. I mean, because uh, Alita was all about the cyborgs yeah. um, and um, having read all of the manga up to date including the Mars arc which is just wait it's still going yeah yeah manga's still going but the release schedule to is this so day sp- still yep still sp- very sporadic so we had Gunnam, which was uh, translated as English uh, in English as Alita Battle Angel and then we've got Alita Last Exile which is another for oh, couple of hundred chapters and now there's Alita Mars Chronicles which is, looks, um, is looking at her heritage on Mars and um, obviously the wider universe and one of the people she used to know but the release schedule for it is so sporadic I think it's like in one of those magazines where it's just like yeah whenever they're ready we'll put it on that issue oh Hunter Hunter yeah yeah <laughs> yeah same sort of thing but um, yeah I, don't th- I haven't seen an update for about four months now Dang. so yeah um, but look it's uh I, I follow what you mean with like obviously the limbs and stuff like yeah. that, but knowing the the wider story, it's very very different. I feel like you've got a better understanding. A lot of more it than magical me, so. and mystical, and yeah. like the recent anime version of it was heartrending and beautiful. Oh, Dororo, yeah. But I can't imagine how they did that in the sixties. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Um, they they kind of made it a bit more tongue in cheek. Um, now. Shin Kamen Rider. We yes. mentioned at the end of the last episode, or more correctly, Aaron mentioned at the end of the last episode, that Kamen Rider is now celebrating its 50th anniversary. It can now get the seniors discount. It can. <laughs> <laughs> um, and along with that has become a slew of new projects. Uh, there is a prequel manga which has just been, uh, which is currently uh, running. Um, and its extension has been announced in its final end. Uh, there is a 50th anniversary project in the work. And there's also, and th- this was announced a while back, but it kind of got put on the back burner because of Neon Genesis's last film, the Shin Kamen Rider film. Um, Being made by, yes, as you mentioned, Hideaki Anno, who also did Shin Godzilla recently. Mm. And that was that nuts. That was great. That was crazy. That was great. So we have two Shins. Are we getting two thighs next? Yes. Sweet. No, no, Shin is in you. Me? No. <laughs> new, N-E-W. Oh. A new version of you. Yeah, a new me. A new, new well, you with eyes. 
We have uh, broken Kyle. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, Shin can imply new. It can also imply several other things, such as a rebirth and so on. Oh, um, it's and so a very useful. Kamen Rider uh, is like a very long running kind of a superhero franchise. I'd 50 kind of years say. long running? Very much so. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've come to know it through uh, one of my mates who is like one of the biggest fans of the show I've ever met. I challenge them to meet my friend who's one of the biggest shows of that fan. Hey, you're on. I've met your friend who is a big Kamen Rider fan. Yeah. He has a depth of knowledge that I did not expect. So much knowledge. There I don't know. So much. The way these communities go, my mate and your mate probably know each other. They're yeah, probably, probably mates. <laughs> yeah. no, they might or even be the same person. <laughs> well, no, because Kenny would have noticed him when we went to um, oh, Converse yeah, Godzilla. True. So <laughs> if it was the same person, we would know. But so yeah, uh, <laughs> Shin Godzilla was uh, brutal, to say the least. There's a lot of stuff that was removed from the final cut for just being too... Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit full on. I feel like Kamen Rider won't have that. Though, I don't because... know, though. If it's going to be like Shin Kamen Rider, and you've seen the uh, art for the poster now, uh, it looks like they're going to go kind of a bit more like... Uh, what would you call it? Bruce Nolan, The Dark Knight Rises? A bit gritty. Right. Yes. Yeah. Are they the gonna, gritty reboot. I was going to say, is Kamen Rider going to have a Batman voice? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me where the Joker is. <laughs> Tell me where the monsters are. <laughs> but now, are the monsters going to be like these horrifying mutations like in the Godzilla one? It's like, well, I mean, I'm actually, I'm sort of excited to see what they're going to do with it, but I can understand why fans of the show would be concerned concerned why they'd have trepidation for seeing it because you know the the normal one that you see on tv is a lot more campy like great yeah. like camera work and wire work though they go out the wazoo for oh it. yeah definitely mm. like all the fight scenes are really well choreographed yeah incredible. especially like all of their easter seeds where he's on a cross getting kicked in the junk oh yeah that was a <laughs> that was a shot you shared from like one of their original series yeah like what was oh, that because it's wow. it, it's anniversary is the same time as easter and so I was talking to my friend that you met and he's like, quite a recurring theme is he gets hung up on a cross and oh, quite frequently he gets dear. kicked in the junk when he does. Why? <laughs> if you're going to hurt someone, where Jap- are you going to go? It's Japanese gag humour. <laughs> is this a... Yeah. This is, li- this is literally going... <laughs> this is this a is reference? This is what we used to do in the old and, you know, the old slapstick comedy this days. This is what we did in the schoolyard. Yeah. The days of I, world actually, I think I think Kamen Rider has actually got like a history of using traditional Japanese gag comedy as part of the show, such as you know the bathtub Kancho. sorting thing, and yep, that yeah. um, you know. So they've got that you know the bath pan which gets dropped out the window on people's heads, which uh, is yeah. our equivalent of the piano being dropped out of a window sort of thing. Um, so they've got a lot of those gags, which I think we used quite a lot during the early days of the so the show. Mm. So um, yeah, but look, that that's um, I know that's that, coming. Like <laughs> from what I've seen of Kamen Rider is uh. The series are connected basically by name and by only a few sort of like hints. Sort of yeah. like a Final Fantasy. Well, like, so like some of them will be a bit more campy and hilarious. Other ones will be a bit more like gritty and dark and brooding. Some well, of them are just bonkers. There's a few of them that actually call on the powers of past riders. Yeah. Like, there's mm. one who collects all of their armors and puts them together to make this new Super Kamen Rider armor. Yeah, I've seen that. And so you have to wonder, is like, are they from different realities? Is this different versions of it? I think that might be the case. Like, are they different time periods? This actually looks pretty dope. Um, I'm just, I've just brought it up on my screen here. So Hideaka Anno says, I want to give back a little for the gifts the TV show gave me five decades ago. 
um, pretty much saying it was one of his influences, which would make sense. And now I've got that image uh, Kenny showed you in a larger size. It definitely looks a bit more gritty. I hope he calls on the power of all the Kamen Riders and like they're they're all there for like a huge fight. That'd scene. be epic. That that's the like one an thing Avengers I want. Endgame. Bitch. Yeah. Okay. That like would the be... most ambitious mm. crossover in history. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, at this point, scheduled for March 2023, so we do have a little while to wait before that does hit screens, um, and whether we get that international release is another matter. I'm honestly... Oh, I'm highly like, sceptical we will. <laughs> yeah. I've only seen a little bit of Kamen Rider, but I'm actually genuinely excited to see this. Um, if you want, my friend Thomas has hooked up... I asked him to do this project where he got the first and last episode and then the best episode of each Kamen Rider. Hmm. That's and pretty he's cool. got that ready and waiting for me for whenever I want to do just like a marathon. Nice. Should so we uh, do a group thing? Yeah, that's what I was ma- thinking. Ma- maybe we'll do something on the Patreon or on the Discord. Yeah. Um, like a group watch sort of thing. Um, okay, let's move on because we need to talk about a little show that Kira Lee has asked us to watch, which has, I guess you could say, some pepperings of chaos in it. Kawaii Fire Radio. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. You do that every time and I love every it. Every single time. <laughs> um, we're talking Galaxy Angel, which I can only describe as delightfully insane and perfect for AMVs. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Kira Lee, this was your suggestion to us. So, please enlighten us. What on earth is Galaxy Angel and why did you make us watch it? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so, I found this anime back when I had my first job and my first paycheck. <laughs> I went to the DV store and I was like, ooh, Galaxy Angels. That looks interesting. So I bought it. Was this JB Hi-Fi? Or? No, it was oh. like one of the off-brand ones that uh, no Santa? longer exists. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, no, it was another one. Oh, jeez. Yeah. There's another one? But, um, There's a few. Yeah, my goodness. Just absolute chaos. I love all of the characters. Um, looked into it and I think I bought another two of the other seasons. Mm. I watched all of them, loved it. There's uh, also, it, well, it originated from a game and manga. Mm. Um, the game is like a strategy game and a dating sim. Mm. <laughs> I love dating sims so much. So, um, I've got it up on here. Um, it's a Bishoujo sci-fi meta series composed of an anime, manga, and dating sim video game. It was created by Broccoli in 2000. Yeah. Um, Broccoli is, I believe, actually a production company. It's not an individual person. Which is a very unusual name. Yep. Oh, I thought it was company. that green ninja from Naruto. Bro- Rock Lee. <laughs> yeah, Rock Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, it launched as a multi-platform project called Project GA, um, and the Galaxy Angel Party manga comprise and the anime comprise a comedy story in an alternative universe, while the games and regular manga have a serious romance and action plot. Yeah, so the anime doesn't really have. Um like a storyline per se. Yeah, I kind of uh, got that from the first episode <laughs> you showed me. It's uh, it's episodic in a way, isn't it? Kind of like, but yeah, the first episode is okay. We're part of this like great organization. Who go around the galaxy, do stuff. We're here to find a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no overarching story, but there's a lot of plot. 
Okay, I, I've, I've written quite a spiel on that first episode. Here is the plot of the first episode. Find a cat who's a baron. Now we must collect all the cats on the island because they all look alike. Steal a car to do it quicker. And now a man is trying to assassinate the cat. Turns out the cat is the heir to a royal line and the son of the cat's owner is trying to get the inheritance which he left to the cat. And these, uh, are, <laughs> and these are short episodes as well. These are like 12 minutes each or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, they're half yeah. length. Um, now... Depending on where you are, you can watch it on Funimation. Um, we had to watch it on the good old DVDs. DVDs. Um, Funimation it does not actually have the content available in Australia. So. Yeah, you're going to need to either, you know, NordVPN it or make like Jack Sparrow. Make like it. <laughs> Which we can't endorse. We can't endorse. We can't endorse that. But also, we're not the police and we can't tell you what to do. No, you, you do what you want. Um, looks like Amazon also has it up on their website as well, um, which you can purchase directly depending on region. Um, and they've got uh, the first 26 episodes. But there's a couple of interesting things about this um, that I thought was quite interesting. So the episode names yeah, are very strange. Um, for example... Vanilla flavored asteroid trash stir fry. Vanilla flavored <laughs> asteroid trash stir fry. Because why not? Yep. Um, Isn't that the one where they take in the AI missile? Yes, it is. That's episode three. Um, oh, all character names are related to desserts. Um, Ranfar Framboy. Framboy is, a fr- is French for raspberry and is also the name for a raspberry liqueur. Of course, you know the French one. Oh, I've went and got them all. Forte Stolen. G- stolen is a German sweet cake often served at Christmas. Um, Milfu Sakuraba, des- derived from the pastry Milfu, which is French, and cherry blossoms. Mint Blancmange, her, well, mint, obviously, and her last name is the dessert Blancmange. And Vanilla H, her last name is H. Oh, so we're not just censoring <laughs> that? We're not just like. No, no, it's just H, the letter H. Okay. And I believe that's because she H. drives the harvester. So they gave her the same letter as it to. Fair. connected yeah. um, I did my research you can see yeah. <laughs> and of course their commander Volkot the white supernova wolf Vladimir Volkot Ohui 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 so um <laughs> what drew you to this one <laughs> um so well it's just so much fun uh, I really love uh, Mint Blamond character so mm. much she is a uh, uh, cosplayer costume person absolutely loves dressing up yeah and that's very like, in line with you yeah <laughs> there's like this one really funny episode where um she has the secret technology she's like you know um cleaning up the area and stuff and then she decides oh there's a fun little hat there i'm gonna put it on and then she puts it on she gets stuck she takes it off she's bald <laughs> Why are you all looking at me? <laughs> My name is not Mint. And then she just it starts like hat. freaking out, and then she finds another hat and was like, maybe this will give me hair. And then she puts it on, and then she has like a uh, pig snout. <laughs> and then it goes on from there, and it just the like it, it just it's escalates. A very strange. Yeah, show. it's fun. Sweet. I, I really enjoyed it. That, that second episode um, with the. Um, Oh, the lucky girl. The, well, yeah. no, that was the first. Episode. Well, no, but she appears in every episode. Yeah. That's um, Milfu. She's their new uh, recruit. Yeah, she's the new yeah. recruit. Um, but I really like the fact that it's like you know the two main goals, Ranfer and Forte, are in a casino and very clearly being swindled after doing really well. Oh, and you yeah. think, are they cheating to begin with? Because you just they feel They're doing like too they well. could. And then obviously the casino guy stuffs them over and they just accept. And I'm sitting there going, you guys are not very good. 
You're not attentive of any forms. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Milfu comes in and, you know, the way he the guy tries to cheat them on roulette again by lifting the colour that they've um, betted on so it can't land on it. And then an asteroid hits, destroys most of the casino, but puts the ball back onto the colour it was meant to be on. Yep. <laughs> it's just like... Chaotic luck. Um, okay then. <laughs> um, look, it's... I, I, it's colourful fun. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like I actually, I thought like when I was watching the first episode, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe, and then it just started getting sillier and sillier and sillier, and I went, I actually really like this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like uh, when you say that the uh, games and such actually have a very, very action-oriented plot. I'm just like, I don't believe you. I've seen the anime. There's a storyline. <laughs> How? <laughs> No, there's there, there's not a storyline. How would there be? A we story don't do line? that here. <laughs> we don't do stories here. But look, um, it, I I actually really enjoyed it, and I think it was what was also really good was the dub. Like I was surprised how good the English dub is. You you, 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 don't, you don't like the English dub? Um, there's one character that sort of gets on your nerves a little bit. Uh, which one? <laughs> um, I think it's um. Milfie, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually have a note right here. Her voice is a bit off for her character. Yeah. yeah. Um, it might also be the R star, but she constantly says she's seventeen, but she looks thirteen, fourteen, and yeah. is the typical design language they use for a high school, early high school girl, middle school, every other anime yeah. at that time. Yeah. Um, but now, um, yeah. when I was watching the dub, I was wondering. Is this sort of like a situation like Ghost Stories, where the dub is very, very different to the Japanese <laughs> original? Um, it's kind of similar-ish. So, like, yeah, so they haven't deviated too much, or no, not not really. Oh, oh I think sure. it's mostly just localization. Yeah, because like in the first episode when she's like, "Oh, chili dogs," I'm pretty sure that's yakisoba pan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I did see her eating a hot dog. Or was that a jelly donut? Superimpose that. Yeah, just superimpose it. Um, But, look, I I think it's worth checking out. And as we mentioned, like, depending on where you are will depend on where you can access it. Um, It looks like if you're in the US and the UK, accessibility is a lot higher. Um, Because .moe is always your friend, if you go there, you can find out um, where, you know, you can watch it. Actually, I'm just going to do that now for our friends in the the US. So, we've... uh, It's... Uh, brain is completely frazzled. What were we Galaxy talking? Angel. Galaxy, Galaxy Angel. Angel. I've just written Angel and goes Angel Beats. I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> nope, not again. So Galaxy Angel is available on Funimation services in the US. If you're over in the UK, you're looking by the looks of it at uh, the high seas, um, and if you're in Canada, um, you'd be looking at Funimation as well. Um, and for us in Australia, we've just got to buy the box set. It's not available to stream, unfortunately, um, at least not according to um, because.moe, and it's not from what we've found. We've checked all the Funimation and, mm. well, Anime Lab, Crunchyroll, High Dive, Netflix, Anime Lab, uh, sorry, Amazon, none of them have it for Australia, unfortunately. Um, but it's definitely worth checking out if you can get a hold of it, if it's in your area. Um, it's a good laugh. They're only 12-minute episodes, so you can actually burn through like half the season in an afternoon quite comfortably. Easily. Oh, yeah. Um, well, actually, I say half the season. That's still the equivalent of 12 episodes. But it's fairly quick, and like, if you need that like mood boost and just like yeah. silly, like fun stuff... Watching girls do silly things, like, it's amazing for like, that. fun sci-fi concepts, it's just done for something that's just... 
a bit beautifully hilarious nuts. for giggles. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a bit nuts. Um, we do need to wrap up from here because we've reached we've run out of topics to talk, and we could keep going. Yo, yo, yo. My name's Doug. I'm the ha- dog from Up. And z- no, Wh- we're not wrapping up. Kuai Fi Radio. Galaxy Angel live action. No. No. <laughs> no. That would not work. That... Did you see the outfits? Yes. No. No. What's wrong actually... with the outfits? Um, the gun lady. What um, about the gun oh, lady? Forte. Yeah, look. I nah, mean, look, not that bad. Look, they, they could get a, look, her and Ramfa you could get away with. But one thing I do recall, um, the reason I know of Galaxy Angel at all is because of AMV Hell. I was about and to in say particular that. there's a scene when Ramfa is doing the equivalent of Takashi's Castle slash MXC <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. yeah. um, and I, that just makes me so happy <laughs> now we are obviously at the end of the episode thank you so much for listening especially if you stuck around to this point and joined us next episode we will have another guest on the show at this point it might be a person who runs a Japanese culture website here in Australia dun, dun, dun. or it could be someone else we You'll will let you to. know when the time logs up and lines also, up dun, 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 dun. because that's always the challenge at the moment with the, the world that we live in isn't it yeah um, but thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard this episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button to get our alerts for future episodes. If you do enjoy what we're doing and you'd like to help us out a little bit or buy us a coffee, um, we'd love to have you join us on our Patreon. We do have a bit of exclusive content on there, outtakes from episodes, a little bit of extra video content as well. And as we step into the world of videos in the coming weeks, uh, that too will be uh, going to Patreon first before general. Saying of which, thank you so much for joining us, Kira Thank you, Kira Thank you so much for having having me have fun and we will hopefully <laughs> have you back again in the future um, now if you do want to know more about Kiralee and Animaniacs all the links to her and her partners social media and so on are in the episode description go over give them a like have a look at some of the incredible costumes they've made I checked out the uh, Monster Hunter one while we were chatting oh, and it's so good awesome amazing I like the cat gloves they're quite impressive to actually make them yeah that's mm, Anyway, could you actually <laughs> play the little guitar? The lute? <laughs> I, I think you might struggle a bit to play a lute with cat hands. I, I think. You can let me know if that worked or not, Curly. It did work. Yeah? Yeah. Through Ooh. the fire and flames. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit of Dragon Force. Okay. There's got to be a video of that. There is. There is. Go to the social media. Yes. <laughs> you will see it. I'm really struggling this afternoon. You've been listening to Kawhi Fi Radio. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, as we love to say, Watch some anime! anime!